Hello footies, welcome to Foot in Review, powered by footcoaching.com, bringing you leading analysis and opinion of all things Ultimate Team since 2019. We bring you two shows a week available on all your favourite podcast platforms. And of course, we now have a fully produced video show available on YouTube and Spotify as well. Now, if you can spoil us a little bit of extra support, why not head over to patreon.com forward slash foot in review, get a range of benefits, including joining our loyalty program. You also get Discord access and much, much more. Big thank you to today's show sponsors, Car Money, but a little bit more on them later in the show. But also a big thank you to our Skybox holders, Amar, Artyom, and Peter. Hello, footies. Well, let's start this episode a little different, shall we? My name's John, but actually John from the future, because when I record this, Daniel and Shaq already recorded the full episode 570. So why this weird intro, you ask? Well, mainly because just when this show was about to get edited, the news hit us about a new patch. And a patch that's actually a big one that might fix a lot of most of the things, maybe even all of the things uh, we complain about. And of course, this patch isn't out yet. So when we record this separate intro, but... I do want to give my initial thoughts on it. So hopefully we'll be able to review everything on our next show that releases this Saturday, but at least get some ideas out. So what I'll do is I'll read through the pitch notes and comment on it. And I'll talk about maybe that one change that got unnoticed in the patch notes. And of course, after that, I'll leave you in the capable hands of Daniel Shack for the full show. That does include some awesome stuff, including some, well, rents or ideas about evolutions well anyways it's time to hit the pitch notes uh in full shape so title update number six is what we are talking about um there's been a lot of changes but mainly i'm going to focus on the gameplay changes we'll make sure we link to this uh, we put the link in the description under the show so you can actually read along with it but if we have a look at the gameplay, the first thing they notice in this, um, is the fact that there are more offensive-minded wingbacks coming in. So with this change, they are looking to ensure that three and five at-the-back formations are playing more towards their authentic nature, so attacking high up the field. And as you can see, there's some videos linked as well, so that's why I recommend watching the videos. But the main change is that players will re still return into the defensive shape, but a little bit slower so once you get the ball of a fullback or a wingback and three at five at the backs then you get more time and to go into the space to actually leave behind and this is also i don't think it's only in three and the five backs this is generally about all wingbacks but we'll have a look about that but you'll see that fullbacks are often used in this game to create some space because there's a little risk to it i think that's the biggest change a little bit more risk when you lose the ball with a wing back and at least in three or the five for at the back formations. Um, the examples show a little bit of a difference. I don't think it's too much, but I do applaud the nerf or the change. So I give a thumbs up for this change, at least how they wanted to implement it. The second one is a big one. The biggest one, maybe even it is the reduced midfield congestion. So, with these changes, they are looking to, well, actually, if you look at the notes itself, they say strikers and white midfielders will tend to lose be, to be less aggressive when trying to mark central attackers. And if you have at 
look at how you currently play the game. Of course, the pressure, the 71 depth, but also 46 up is very aggressive. So when you go in the midfield, you get swamped. Basically, if there are players on the wing, they won't charge into the midfield that often anymore, at least not as aggressive. So they say with these changes, they are looking to promote more tactical variety when attacking through the center of the pitch. So central areas could have sometimes, well, cross that away. It's always uh, felt overly congested in the past, making it hard to find passing options. Players in the midfield and on the wings are now going to mark less aggressively in order to prevent over-congestions in central midfield. They say, we expect these changes to open up central areas for a bit more passing plays and creativity, and we look forward to hearing feedback from players. I'd almost say hallelujah here. This is one of the changes we were um, very happy to see, of course, uh, everyone's talking about being pressured, being pressured over the midfield and center midfields being pretty much useless. Um, as you can hear in the show, we did post a formation that's actually able to come out with it. That formation, I think, might actually get even better after the dispatch hits. It's the 4 3 one, two. Um, This is, of course, if everything works out, a terrific change and might actually change, dare I say, fix the whole game. Looking forward to testing this. The other one is sort of in line with this. It's the reduced sideline pressure. So they are significantly reducing the amount of pressure the defensive team can apply to players along the sidelines. So it is explained in like the first pitch notes, actually, that if you go to the sidelines, the opposite team will actually press you no matter what, right? I think when you do 46 depth or above something like that, so not only with 71, but even far lower, when you go to the sideline, the opposite team will actually start pressing you, as in sort of feels like the overload ball side. They say, with these changes, we are now looking to promote more tactical. Um, this is a different one. Of course, they say, when players had the ball along the sidelines, there sometimes could have been an excessive amount of pressures applied to them by the defensive team using a high line. Um so we have significantly reduced the amount of pressure the defensive team will apply in these situations, giving more space for attacks to get out tricky situations with additional passing options. I think the most important thing, which is it's definitely stated here, but I think it's very important, is the fact this is the AI pressure. So even when the opponent did not press you manually, you went to the sidelines, there were like two or three players possibly swamping you, okay? The difference is that's not going to happen anymore now, giving you a lot more options if you go a little bit to the sideline. You can still, I, I already see a lot of people sending me messages, hey, this will improve cutbacks. People will only use cutbacks anymore. You can still press manually. I don't think it's a big issue that you can't press. I still think you can press, but I don't think it, it didn't require any skill at all to be able to press to the sideline. So this is a maybe even a better change than the first one, in my honest opinion, because it felt so programmed, if that makes sense. Uh, last but not least, in the official pitch notes about the gameplay, it says it decreased the goalkeeper movement and positioning speed. So reduce the movement speed of goalkeepers when using the move goalkeeper input, which is if you move the goalkeeper, you click the right stick and you move it, they will actually step aside. You can move them into another direction. The other thing is what it also did is... Um, if you manual move the goalkeeper and you left, you release the stick, it won't, it the goalkeeper would go back into the natural position, 
which they are programmed to be in, and they will do that very fast. Means if you go one on one, for example, and you decide that it was the top corner where they wanted to shoot, then you move the right stick, you press it, and you move it in the top corner. But you released it once you knew we weren't good. Your AI would most likely even be able to correct themselves and still save even when they shot in the other corner. That's changed. So the basically difference is is because they reduce the movement speed of goalkeepers. It's slower to move them, but additionally, goalkeepers will now hold their final position for a short time before returning to their normal position. So if you do manual move your goalkeeper and you've chosen correctly, it's still 10 out of 10, a very good skill to have. But if you missed it or you um, misguessed which, which corner the opponent will shoot in, you could actually now be far easier to late and that mistake could be punished. This is actually a very good thing in my honest opinion and maybe even an underrated thing because if you went one-on-one and you are looking to what the goalkeeper did and the goalkeeper was a, uh, controlled by the opponent, they could have chosen the wrong side and still get the ball. Now, if you are one-on-one but you look at what your opponent does with the goalkeeper and wait till you take the shot until they move, it's actually a really cool skill to enable. So, when you look at the videos they enabled, I really hope this uh, fixes that and it gives you a new skill, but also a new way of implementing risk and reward, which I think is always a good thing in any competitive game. A um, couple more things they did change, nece- don't, not necessarily um, with videos along with it, but they changed the Finesse and Finesse Plus playstyles. And here, wording is critical because they changed two types of playstyles, the Finesse Plus and the Finesse, and the Power Header and the Power Header Plus. With the Finesse and the Finesse Plus playstyles, they say we slightly reduce Finesse Shots accuracy when performed with players with the Finesse and Finesse Plus playstyles. So what happened is if you had the right angle and yet one of these playstyles, even from like 35 meters, 30 meters out, you would be able to score. What this does, it will slightly reduce the accuracy so you have to get closer to goal for it to work. I see, like if you look at the market now, Sala, all the Finesse Plus players are dropping as, <laughs> as stones in water now. They're dropping very hard in price. I think that's over. I mean, it's, it's panic for nothing, honestly. This only makes sure that if you score a Finesse shot, it's a fair Finesse shot. And if you use Sala, for example, as in the last couple of weeks, and you found out the angle and your opponent did not move the goalkeeper, you were able to score like silly goals from 35 meters out, um, which looks really bad, felt really bad conceding. Not much had to be done about it, and it didn't require too much skill to do so. The change only the change that came in now is, I think, a very good thing. They nerfed it slightly, slightly reduced the accuracy. It didn't reduce the power. It didn't... Re- um, like that's that's all the change. So I think this is perfect change, honestly. Uh, the other one, power header and power plus playstyle, uh, they significantly reduced header shot accuracy when performed by players with both playstyles, because they were more effective than intended in the air, resulting in an authentic amount of goal scored. Um, I'm unsure about that. If I'm quite honest, currently I haven't felt unfair by conceding a header yet but maybe by corners, but I think that's more about how the players are positioned by corners. So this one, I'm a little bit unsure about. The rest of the changes I definitely applaud, but I will definitely test the power head and power head plus when the game 
catch patched and probably this week. Uh, the last but not least is the power authentic controlled sprint speed. So they slightly reduce the top speed of players when using controlled sprint. I think this is always good, right? So their intent with this change is to bring the top speed of control sprint closest to authentic real world play movement. This change does not prevent players who excel at exploiting space with the controller sprint from doing that. But we anticipate that this slight top speed reduction can result in a more authentic match flow. The biggest difference is, of course, you would you against players that are having a harder time to defend. The control sprint speed alone would sometimes be enough to create a lot of space for yourself. Maybe they tune that down a little bit. The way they say, the, they choose the wording between slightly and significantly in these patch notes makes me think they did consider it not nerfing it to the ground. Um, so we'll have to see how that sort of goes, but I'm actually very optimistic by it, if I'm quite honest. Um, there's two more things which they changed in <laughs> in the uh, I think um, the f like well the menu is going to change uh, new different celebrations from Diego Jota well our final uh, final well don't care about that too much but there's one thing which you, if you take a deep dive into note it says like two lines about it but those two lines are amazing it says in some situation following a kickoff the defending team did not always track the attacker runs appropriately we talked about the kickoff glitch for ages we said um that they tuned the ai down after kickoff they turned completely off this one line which were hidden in the notes if you look carefully it doesn't show on the main page actually is maybe i'm not saying it's the best news but this is terrific news so far when i read these pitch notes of patch notes no matter how you, how you name them they all sound terrific only thing I'm concerned about, or not maybe concerned about, but I'm slightly less enthusiastic about, is the power header change being tuned down so far. Um, there is a slight possibility, um, how do you say? There's a slight possibility that we'll get back into more dropback. Uh, something I said two months ago when we did a show about 71 depth isn't a problem. We'll have to see. The rest looks like pretty pretty good i am extremely happy the no scope 35 yard finesse shots um probably aren't a thing anymore the header we have to see but everything else i'm actually very much looking forward to it and well that's a good thing the one thing i would really recommend and i uh, i can't really forget mentioning that but if the pitch hits this week and you're using center midfielders or center defense midfield, I think that works on as well. Try the deep lying playmaker instruction on the after the patch. The deep lying playmaker instruction is something that has a lot of potential, got added this year as well, but didn't get the potential used optimally because of the pressure in midfield. If that pressure gets slightly tuned now, which they say that's significantly reduced, the deep lying playmaker might just be terrific to use in your midfield. We'll know about that shortly. Um, once the patch hits, we'll definitely test it. And I hope on Saturday's shows, we'll be able to talk extensively about our experiences with it. And for now, I would like you all to enjoy the big show, episode 570 with Daniel and Shaq. Hello, footies. Welcome along to your latest dose of EAFC 24 Ultimate Team podcasting goodness. 
We are Foots in Review, powered by FootCoaching.com. My name is Dan Wimbush, otherwise known as Wimby. I am joined once again by my main man, Shack Attack, as we round up all of the latest content, including the latest SBCs and players released as part of the Radioactive promo. We've got an end of an era SBC to talk about as well. More gamble packs are available, plus... We've got an upgrade grind that suits just about everybody, depending on your needs and requirements. So, Shaq, absolutely loads to get into today. But the big question is, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? I'm good, my friend. I'm good. I've had various technical woes. I've been buying things that haven't panned out for me. And I'm not just talking about EAFC Ultimate Team cards either. <laughs> nice. Nice one. It's, uh, yeah, it's not my day, but look. I'm glad to be on with you because it's always a pleasure sitting down with you in the early part of the week. Apologies that this show is released slightly later, by the way. Uh, John, who edits this fine show, has got uh, family commitments on Tuesday. So that's why for the majority of you, you'll be hearing this on Wednesday. We're recording this on Tuesday early afternoon as well. So if you're not hearing about certain content that got released Tuesday or early Wednesday for whatever reason, that is the reason. However, Shaq, let's talk about content that has definitely come out. Let's start with the mini release for the Radioactive Squad. Four players that are so forgettable um, that I can barely remember who they are. However, having drilled them into me in the last five minutes, it is Ricky Puig, it is Perisic, Milinkovic, and Taliska. One name that stands out probably above the rest, well, two kind of on an evil par, but Ivan Perisic, probably the one that most people will gravitate towards. Exactly. Even Perisic is always a popular card for FIFA, and with the five-star weak foot, he always is very, very, um, he can be tasty in-game. But again, with the price, I'm not entirely sure I would go out and spend 235,000 coins on this particular card. But it's a decent-looking card. If you pack it untradeable, certainly give it a go. It should be good fun, and uh, he's, he'll be a really good super sub as well. Yeah, I think he's kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades kind of card that if you are running something like a 4-3-2-1, might be worth putting in one of those wide CF positions. He does have that aerial playstyle plus, which I know we were talking about. is not perhaps what you would naturally think for Perisic, but if you ask someone that's going to be swinging in crosses from the right or left and he's on that opposite flank, you can imagine him getting his fair share of headers at the flat post. Exactly, exactly. He could, he could work. He's a big, big fella in game as well. I think if I don't, if I, yeah, six foot one. So, yeah, he he should be pretty good in game for those kind of things. And I mean, he's a decent looking guard. Just not happy with the price. That's all. Yeah, I suppose people might be paying that a little bit of a premium just to get that boosted radioactive link. But uh, you know, and he's versatile as well. Of course, can play left wing back and left midfield as well. So if you're running a five-back formation, you could quite easily get away with him at left back. His defending is good enough. It's 75. Maybe you'd chuck something like an anchor on him perhaps because I think you could leave his passing well alone at wing back. But a nice player, utility, obviously good with links, especially with that radioactive chemistry. Um, and a player that's probably more on the glamorous side, if not as practical, is Anderson Taliska. He gets a card every single year. I still remember his rule break. I think it was a rule breakers card from early in FIFA 21 that everybody seemed to have. Um, purplish, I remember. That's all I can remember about that card. But was, I, yeah. I do remember it terrifying me. Um, <laughs> it's his time. This is his uh, time to shine. Of course, he is playing in the Saudi Pro League now. But again, just with like Perisic, again, the booster chemistry will help this one, Shaq. Definitely. I think this is a card. If you have a, a card like Neymar, you've always... Paired uh, him up with Deliska, but right now, even if you don't have a Neymar, this card will fit perfectly well in your squad. He, he's he's another one where he's, if you're good with him, you're good with him. He's an amazing card, but he takes a little bit of getting used to. He's like the Socrates of, of, of sorts, and yes. um, yeah, I think he's a brilliant card. He he he's a fun card to use, 
Um, I really wanted to Evo his base card a while ago. I just was hoping to pack Neymar, which never happened, thankfully, or or not. And um, yeah, so I think it's it's a decent card. Again, slightly highly priced for my liking, but still a good card. Yeah, I mean, I love lots of things about this card. I mean, the long passing playstyle plus is very nice. Of course, good shot power at 90, finishing at 86. Composure at 82 is just on that side of 80 that you want it to be on. Um, long long passing, short passing, or good vision is decent as well. Curve at 94 as well. But the only thing that with cards like this, Shaq, that I always struggle with, and we've talked about this on shows before, is he is that cam. Because mm. he's not quite good enough to be your out-and-out striker. He's probably not quick enough to be a winger. And his defense would let him down if you tried to play him in the middle. So it kind of just limits his utility. Exactly. Unless you play a formation that requires a cam. And he's not going to be that one cam like a Neymar that can actually dribble past a couple of people and do stuff for you. So it's a really hard box to fit him in. But if you if he fits your box somehow, yeah, he's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to be extremely... Yeah, I think a lot of people don't... I think another cool thing about cards like this, if you know how to use them, is that a lot of people don't necessarily know how to how to stop them. So if you build a niche of these kind of cards that, don't, that are not used predominantly, you can have an advantage if you get used to them. Absolutely. And the other two players released, Milinkovic and Ricky Puig. I mean, I don't think there's much to add about these cards, Shaq. I mean, neither of them have a playstyle plus. Um, both of them are under 40k. And it's just one of those, I think. Uh, on the Puig side, I'd probably say, look, he's so close to discard, you may as well club stock him just in case he fits nicely into an Evo. But Milinkovic doesn't, I don't even really think has that. And at 40k, I, I probably won't even be club stocking this one. No, I don't. I don't necessarily know why he's that expensive, but yeah, he's not a great card. Not even worth a club stock, like you said. Yeah, the only thing that I could think might be propping him up is he links to Dodo, and maybe that's why people are people are getting him in. He is very, very tall. He's six foot five, so he's going to do a job for you defensively. So Syria, I guess, not blessed with that many. Great central defenders that have had promo cards. Yeah, of course, the uh, Juventus, Per Danilo and Bremer have had their cards, but maybe that's helping give this one a little bit of a boost. And I said to the way he gets Dodo in, who I know a lot of people do like to use. Um, they have had two SBC players released as well. We'll start with Moises Caicedo, who I really like being in this promo, just for the fact that Ungola Kante is in this promo. So it's kind of nice to have his, you know, his spiritual successor at Chelsea get a card. Yeah, it is kind of cool to have uh, Kante and Caicedo at the same time. Um, this particular card, I've come up against him a couple of times in friendlies today, and he's a decent card. To, he's a tough opponent to face, but with the pricing again, uh, would would you be keen to spend 116,000 coins on an SBC that may not last, last a month or so in your squad? If you have spare fodder, which I highly doubt, but if you do have spare fodder lying around, it's worth a shot, but otherwise... It's a pass for me. If you're a Chelsea fan, sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, 83, 84, and 85 squads to get this card done. He's got high, high work rates, which isn't ideal if you do want him to play in that kind of Kante role, just in front of the defences, that holding CDM. But maybe for something like a 4-2-3-1, and you wanted that player who does get up and down a little bit, he could fill that role quite nicely. And also, if you look at the way he's built stats-wise, and you have Evos in the back of your head, He's only 86 rated, and his max face stat is his dribbling with 86. So, Shaq, this could easily be one that you would see fitting into the next time we have a CM Evo, for example. 
Definitely. Yeah. I think if uh, that's a really good good way to think about it as well. You could potentially evo this guy out in the future if it if it fits in and he'll be a really I think he just needs a little bit of a boost to be a really to be considered a beast of a card. Yeah, agreed. And for those of you warriors getting through Mbappe, I know you're one squad away, Shaq, and I've got him done. <laughs> Um, he's going to be my player in review a little bit later on. <laughs> if you are looking for that PSG link, uh, Skriniar has, Milan Skriniar has an SBC card out. This is 180k, Shaq. So this is harder to even be considered a fodder dump with an 85 and an 86 rated squad, 180,000 coins. Pretty decent, well-rounded card. But it's just, I don't know. This this, this card isn't doesn't scream, I have to do this and pour my fodder into it. Exactly, it's one of those cards. I think that the, the club links are pretty good now because it, it's it's just gonna it's a PSG player. He, you don't have to worry about chemistry. He looks like he's got the right fit. He's six foot two, decent pace, decent defensive, decent physical, and a huge bump up in the passing. But still, there's something. I used him. I used the goal card actually in the start of the game. He was pretty good. But there's still something I don't necessarily know if I want to go out and get this card, even though he links to my Mbappe. I'm not sure if how I feel about this particular one. Yeah, I think the the interesting comparison would be, you know, would you rather have that card or would you rather have Marquinhos's, um I can't even remember what the red cards are called anymore. Um, Trailblazers. <laughs> Trailblazers, that's the one. Again, such memorable promos being out there. I mean, <laughs> the Marquinhos card is obviously not an SBC. It's 100,000 coins more, but it does have that anticipate plus play style does have a better you know, skill moves for what it's worth as a as a defender. And just overall, 19 better face stats and over 140 more total in-game stats. I mean, which of the two would you be going and spending your coins on? I think, personally, I would probably go down the Marquinhos road because I've yeah. used that particular card and he's pretty special. That particular Marquinhos card is pretty special. I think I would go down the Marquinhos road. Or, yeah. to be honest, I'll do what I've done. is If you can fit Virgil van Dijk in, just go for him. He's cheaper than the SVC. Yeah, and if you're looking for a premium defender, I do highly recommend um, Pascal Kimpembe, <laughs> Presnel Kimpembe as well, who's just an absolute beast with that uh, bruiser plus play style, which is something I should have mentioned on the Saicedo card because he's got that play style. It is so fun. It's like you're playing some sort of arcade game from the 90s where they just barge people off the ball. Um, so that is a, a, another little reason I might just end up dumping fodder into it. And in terms of generating fodder shack, I mean, EA, credit to them, we had the most busy menu weekend we could have possibly imagined through Black Friday. And EA, whilst not maybe throwing so much glitz at us, have at least given us something to beaver away from. You've got the radioactive crafting upgrade, very similar to the Centurion's upgrade. If you did that before, you have to complete it 100 times and you get various packs along the way. Every 10 completions, you get three gold rares. No min rating should be said on that. And you just have to submit a 11 gold players, either common or rare. Into that, of course, we've seen the 84 tr plus triple upgrade that was released on Monday night. Uh, we've got the 80 plus double as well, which only costs you nine gold cards. One of them does have to be rare, though. I mean, Shaq, and for, for, should I say as well, my point of view, boosted bronze and silver upgrades as well. So if you're grinding right from the bottom, there is a way to slowly restock your club of fodder if you have been hammering all of these various casino packs. 
That's right. I think a lot of people have been a little bit burnt out with doing these upgrades. Uh, I think from last week, I think all of us did a whole heap of upgrades last week. And this week, the funny thing is, I think I just got, I've just gotten used to seeing a special flare every now and then. And this, this week, I've opened quite a few packs and I haven't seen a single special flare. And that kind of brings you down a little bit because you just think ah, it's the same old 82 rated bloody uh, Marco, Ma Mario Rui or anyone like that. And you just think, ah, oh, it's just really not worth the grind. So it just, I think it was fun looking at all those special colors last week. This week, it's not so much. And I think most of us are close to our targets of either completing Kim, um, Mbappe or trying to complete Dark Leash or trying to complete your Icon SPCs and things. So it's it's available. But it's just, I think everyone's a bit, um, I think, fully cooked as such. Yeah, it's been difficult for me. And I'm someone that absolutely loves that menu grind. It, it's been a little bit of a thunderstruck hang hangover because you don't have those amazing cards popping out. You don't have the chance. Uh, and Apenthes is making this great point. The fact that they put promo icons available in just regular upgrade packs, but they don't pop out of just your general packs. Um, it just, I don't know, it, it, loosened, it loosens the excitement and anticipation. And usually I would be going full ham on this. And I'm beavering away slowly in the background, going from the bottom, grinding up through bronze and through silvers. But yeah, it's um, it, it's just leading me to do things like icon upgrades and, and base hero upgrades. And so far, again, just a little bit, I think it's just that hangover, just that hangover still there. Exactly. I think it's just that. It's just that we've we've, grind, we've grinded our clubs down to bare bones and trying to pick it up right now with nothing special in packs as such. I mean, there is a lot of cards in packs, don't get me wrong, but they're not cards that actually stand out that, you, that make you think, I really want to pack that card. I mean, sure, we would all love to have a Messi, an untradeable Messi, but what are the chances of that actually happening? Almost nil, and like I said, gold cards are, are just uh, other than probably Kylian Mbappe, and I'm in that luxurious position. I've done the player of the month, so if a gold Mbappe pops up now, it's probably going to annoy me more than anything else, um, <laughs> yes. unless it's tradable, of course. Yeah, um, and that is the thing with unfortunately most of these upgrades is they are run tradable, um, unless you filter it through the league SBCs, which is why I do filter it through the league SBCs because it does give you that chance to actually make some coins, even though it will cost you some in the short term. So. Those are upgrade grinds to go through. Personally, if you asked for my advice, I would just be going through that radioactive grind first before going to the 80 plus doubles. Unless you're maybe desperately just trying to get a, a player finished, um, someone like a Mo Salah before they expire, Anton Griezmann maybe, or, or Mbappe, then I suppose it does give you that slightly better chance. But economically, it doesn't make that much sense because it's only two fewer players for... You know, you sorry, you submit two extra players to that and you get one better player, um, one extra player at the end of it. So I would be going through the radioactive upgrade first until, you know, you burn through the, all 100 of those. Um, exactly. but, we have, but we have also had an end of an era SBC uh, with, of course, the um, Women's Soccer League. In, yeah, with the uh, NAWSL season coming to an end. We are seeing this raft of retirements from that league and players that have been playing stateside. And we have seen Christine Sinclair announcing her retirement from the game as well. Absolute legend of the game, um, 40 years old. Calling time, I think she's playing her final game for Canada, possibly tonight as we record this on Tuesday morning. Might have even been last night. But 
I mean, Shaq, for one of the absolute legends of all time of the women's game, I think they've done this kind of a little bit dirty because it's not, again, it's, it's just not that exciting. Exactly. I was getting excited for this particular card because I've heard a lot about her legacy and things like that. And I thought, ah, oh, she looks like a really good card and she will be an upgrade on Rapino. And I think Rapino is still better, which is a shame. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Rapino being better, but I just expected this card because it's come much later on in the cycle. I just expected this card to be really like what would have tempted me into doing the SBC. It's not better than Rapino. And Rapino is available right now as well. So if you really wanted a, a card with Finesse Plus playstyle, Rapino is right there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you, it's hard to look past the pace. 81 acceleration, 83 sprint speed is not great. Agility 76, balance 72, only 80 reactions. Just not where you'd like them to be. Uh, I mean, she's got that Finesse Plus playstyle, which is, of course, fantastic. But the curve is only 83. Long shots are 88. Just you would just need to you want to boost this card in so many different areas. Um, you want kind of a, a hunter, huntery engine, a engine style, <laughs> huntery engine, uh, <laughs> nice. uh, and even the heading accuracy at eighty-two. Just it's, it's just not where you want it to be, um, and it's hard to justify, you know, where you would find a, a use for the card. It's only one squad, but it's an eighty-six rated squad shack, and when you've got things like hero picks base icon SBCs. Again, it's hard to justify throwing an 86 squad into this card. Exactly. Exactly. It's, I mean, unless you have real fascination for Sinclair or you're Canadian and you really want to build, you want to un- create an, an ode for her retiring, yeah, you could get her, but it's not really for the average Joe. Yeah, absolutely agreed on that front. Um, I'd probably just go out and get someone like uh, Sophia Smith's gold card. Um, which is what about you know half the price, um, or Alex Morgan? Probably have either of those. I'd get Alex Morgan just for that. Uh, have you played with Alex Morgan in the game? Oh yes, she was my starting striker for a while and loved her. Every she just needs a special card ASAP. But do you love the custom Alex Morgan chant? Have you noticed oh, this? I haven't. No. If you play with Alex Morgan, and I know lots of people don't play with volume, um, and I rarely do. But yeah. If you play with Alex Morgan. She has a custom chant of a group of it sounds like American women just singing Alex Moore, Alex Morgage. And it's, it's just, it's just weird. I do love the little touches in the game like that. Um, that again, just aren't hyped, hyped or noticed, but yeah. um, anyway, just there, there, there's your little Easter egg for the day. Um, That's yeah, really hard, cool. hard to justify going out and completing um, Sinclair. <laughs> Let's talk about the gamble packs. They are back as well. The base icon SBC and the base hero player pick. I think Shaq, just as the calendar turns to December and we're looking ahead to team of the year, am I the only one in just starting to think already, Ooh, these cards are showing their age. Yes. It's it's a very true fact. I was looking at some of the cards today as well and thinking there's very few cards that I actually would like to pack. The hero pack is something that I think, there's maybe one or two heroes that will stand the test of time. Ginella is probably one. And the other one could be company, Lucio. maybe Lucio. Lucio company, that's pretty much it. Yaya Toure would be superseded in no time. I don't know. I really... These 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 cards, the hero cards are just falling off the wayside. Icons, even though they're not the same usual base icons that we, we know and love from the past, 
they still, I don't think they're as special as, they won't be as special as they are right now in a month's time. So it's, yeah. they've just lost a little bit of shine, I think. And I think also, if, if everyone, everyone's been doing these, car, these, these packs and everyone has an icon in their squad, and that kind of loses the shine as well because everyone's got them. So they're not as special anymore, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it's just a, it's just I'm just I'm just finding that there's not many cards that I would like to pack from these gamble SBCs. Yeah, and when you've seen the the caliber of SBC player that EA throw at us when there's a big promo on, and they've thrown the likes of De Jong at us um, unintentionally, but you've had players like Son, Salah, and Bappe as well. Even though you really have to be looking in that kind of top twenty because even you look at players that are more expensive than the SBC, and you still think to yourself. Is a Del Piero going to get in my team? Is yep. a Stoichkov going to get in my team? Is Drogba going to get in my team? Is Rivaldo getting my team? Prices seem really high for these icons for what they are, but I'm just thinking that's more due to scarcity than actual caliber of these cards. Definitely. I think we've spoken about the icon prices multiple times where it's not really relative to the actual ability in game and the popularity. It's just the absolute scarcity of these cards. That's it. That's all there is to it. And yeah, some of these cards, I think they just, they, they, they won't last in your club. I mean, let's go through the people that you've packed this week. Yeah. So I've packed, I've done three and I've packed uh, Fabio Cannavaro, Manuel Petit, and then the best of the lot, Kenny Dalglish. Now, Elephant in the room. Kenny Douglas should be a, an amazing pull for anybody who's a million coin card. Um, but I have Sameto, Player of the Month Mbappe, and Player of the Month Son. So he's probably not going to get in. There might be an argument where Mbappe moves wide and you could put Kenny in the middle, but he's not. it's not a slam dunk choice anyway. But I want to talk more about Cannavaro because Cannavaro is a 250,000 coin card right now. And I've played with him and he's just so he's just so average. He's just really average. I've used um, Joe Gomez and Samuel Mtiti in recent uh, weeks. And I think I would probably have either of them in. The only reason that Cannavaro is in the team at the moment is because he obviously provides that very helpful chemistry link. But I'd, I'd rather have Mtiti in and he, I think he's 15K. Yeah, that, that's a shame. That's a complete shame. And I don't know what it is about these icons. They, the stats look okay, but I think they've released so many other cards that so many special cards we're having special promos every single week that it's really hard for cards technically that have been released on day one to be equal to the ones that we're releasing that we're getting pretty much on a weekly basis so it is disappointing with the icon on the icon front but it is what it is i mean it's um yeah i, I don't blame you for not using Cannavaro. Yeah. Well, look, both of those upgrades are available if you do. Neither of them are ridiculously expensive. And I said, when you go through these radioactive upgrades and these daily gold upgrades, things like that, you're probably going to picking up, be picking up enough walkouts to, to do one or two of them every couple of days. So it doesn't do you any harm. Again, I wouldn't go and spend loads of coins doing these upgrades. But if you've got the fodder in your club and there's no player that you're really saving towards, you never know what you can get. That, that, Ronaldo, that R9 might pop out. You know, the Vieira might pop out. So... It's all about the dreaming. You've got to send it to dream it. Um, but look, that just about wraps up the content. We're going to be talking about evolutions. We're going to dig into the mailbag, player in review, formation in review, and a player review we've had sent in as well externally. All of that coming up after a word from our sponsors. 
This show is sponsored by Car Money, the car finance ninjas, fighting to make cars affordable and accessible for everyone, no matter your financial situation. Nikki, the car finance ninja here, compares the top car finance lenders in both the UK and Australia to get you the best possible price so you don't have to, and they can get you approved fast. All you need to do is choose your new car and drive away happy. Get in touch with one of their friendly ninjas and start your car finance journey today. Right, welcome back to the second part of today's show. Shaq, I really want to talk about evolutions because evos are, for me, probably the funnest thing they've added to this game um, since I've been playing uh, from FIFA 20, or back in the game anyway. And I've had such a fun time evoing up all my running players. But the problem I'm running into now is I can't... A, a lot of these evolutions I can't apply. And B, as we've just seen with the latest one they've released for left-backs... It's so expensive to do. You can't justify it. And I know Talking Foot John made this point on Twitter as well. How do you justify spending 100,000 coins on a bronze or a silver card? It, I just think they need to look at the way that they price these. Exactly. I, I think, I really think that they need to start coming up with a system where if you're using a gold card that's 80 rated or above, that fee counts. If you're using anything that's under 80 rated and especially if it's a silver or a bronze, there is no fee. It's completely free. That yeah. way, at least, it, it just opens it up. Like, for example, who is doing a bronze upgrade to use in Foot Champs? Who's going to get an advantage of using a bronze card at the Evo in Foot Champs? Not many people. And it's the way, and look, we've had this discussion about promo packs in the past and things like the provision packs are great examples of this, but the pricing of this relentless meets radioactive evolution, 100,000 coins or 500 FIFA points. The day that 500 FIFA points gets me 100,000 coins worth of value, I don't know. I can't even think of an analogy because it's so ridiculous it will never happen. Well, I, we, we've spoken about this before. As you said, it's just basically it's no one in their right mind would want to spend 100,000 coins, but then $5 in the store or what, three pounds or whatever in the store, hmm, maybe that. It's just three pounds compared to like a hundred thousand coins. So that's it's really like they're they're beautiful at this this psychological manipulation that EA. Yeah, this is just fantastic the way they do it, so subtly and it's almost like they're doing us a favor. And I've spoken multiple times where I think we treat real, uh, people like me treat real world money with far less pressure than we treat our coins. I know, I know, I'm exactly the same. And it is, we, you know, we've got the hashtag been the points campaign, and. You know, I I very nearly got bought provisions pack. I know you did. I know you, you I spent did. a little yeah. tiny bit. And as we've said in the show before, the Bin the Points campaign isn't about, oh, we're going to stand outside EA headquarters and tell them to stop it. It's more just a hopefully guiding people and just making people really think about the points they're spending and why and how much they're spending of them. Like the I said, the, the odd couple of quid here and there, if it helps you, and in your case, Shaq, I know you wanted to go and do upgrades to get Mbappe. That was a, and those provision packs are actually probably the one thing I would say, well, go and spend EA points on them because it's going to help you and keep you on the game. And if you do enjoy the menu grind, then that's great. As opposed to splurging £35, £30 on one massive pack where you're probably going to get nothing from it. Exactly. I think one of the things that I took away from the Black Friday promo was that if you, if, you, if you actually objectively look at it, it was designed in such a way that it was supposed to be a win-win for everyone. 
it, if you look, if you objectively look at it, it was a win-win for everyone. There was something for everyone to do. If you open these packs, you're not trying to chase for that one particular team of the year card or anything like that. Even, for example, any pack that I was opening, I didn't really care if there was a promo card in there. That was just an added bonus. I just wanted fodder. That's all I wanted during the whole promo. And if you go into that with that mentality that, hey, if I open this pack, even if I don't pack the marquee flare, if it packs some fodder, I can use that fodder to build a card that I really want. That's fine. And that's exactly how they built this particular promo. And I think credit where it's due, I think they've done a really good job with how they actually packaged everything up together. It was catered for literally every single player within the game. There was something to do. You can't just turn around and say, oh, Black Friday was so boring. There was always, there was things to do. There was a lot of upgrades that you could do. And I had to go in and uh, in the interest of time towards, I think on the last day, I really wanted to get as much of Mbappe as possible. And I opened a lot of packs with coins and I thought, you know what, what am I doing? What am I doing? It's five bucks. I was like, yeah. let's throw the five bucks in, get that one pack, and yeah, that saved me, yeah, a lot of stress. Yeah, and I'd probably be more tempted to to do, you know, spend my three pounds or whatever on this evolution. But the annoying thing is, is that most of my players don't qualify, and especially if you're someone trying to build from a lower league team, you know, we're not blessed with twenty five, thirty cards, thirty reading cards in the game now because they don't. The database doesn't really update. You know, we used probably 25 30 players in the league this season i think we've got 12 or 13 cards and i think two of them have left the club so i'm trying like we literally have i think two left backs in the game and one of them doesn't qualify because he can also play in a different position and the one <laughs> i have done i can't use because he's already got another playstyle plus because i used him on the slide tackler so i know this might be quite specific to me but my overall point here is is that i i don't like how they're excluding cards Please go to a, like we say, a capped system. Just say you can evolve this card, but the dribbling cannot go above 90. I don't care if Charlie Savage doesn't get a, a dribbling boost from that evolution. Just say he gets no boost whatsoever, but I would really like him to get slightly better pace and slightly better passing. So even if, you know, I'm just gradually doing it, I would just like that option. So I, I just would like them to try and refine it for the next couple of games. I completely agree. Completely agree. I think they should be a little bit more loser on anything that's not a 83, 84 rated card, anything under that. Just keep it completely loose. Let people do whatever they like. I mean, credit to people like you, talking for John, who are just doing evolving players of your club, your boyhood clubs, and clubs that are players that you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily use in champs, but you're still going to the grind and evolving these cards. And yeah, they need to pay it back somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so look, Evos, please keep them coming EA. Big fan of them, but just need a little tweak. And that's understandable. It's the first year they've come out in the game. So again, this isn't a, oh my God, how could they get this so wrong? It's just uh we're really having fun with these. Just need a little bit of a, a little bit of a tweak. But again, please let us know. Drop us, a, drop us a line on our socials. Of course, you can get us on our Discord as well. We get Discord access through patreon.com forward slash foot in review. And of course, all our socials are at foot coaching when that's TikTok, Instagram, X, wherever you follow us, we are on there. Um Shaq, let's get into our weekly features. We're gonna start with player in review. Now I was going to interview interview. I'm not going to interview Kylian Mbappe. I was going to review Kylian Mbappe, but look, Kylian Mbappe is brilliant. Do him if you can, you won't regret it. That's my review. I'm actually going to spend my portion of player in review on uh, our good friend of the show, Nishan, who wants to review Base Maldini. Now, he says this. I want to make the following three statements before the review. 
One, I wouldn't spend two million on a defender. Two, he's a rich man's Kunde. And yet three, his name is Paolo. He bleeds for the clubs. <laughs> Claps Mbappe and Haaland like annoying flies. So much so, I evoed him red. In the 30 games a weekend, league, he helped the club finish 25-5 and five and played as a left centre-back in a 3-1-4-2 setup. In game, historically, he's been let down by his strength. We're defending more nuance this year with added animations. His physical presence offsets this concern, even more so if you use advanced defending. His key attribute is that he's a Virgil van Dijk tackler with slide play style plus in the box, barely giving away any fouls, and cleanly tackles the ball facing the attacker, and is much better nudging players while running alongside them. His pace is another highlight, and his frame is such that he's only marginally less nimble than Kunde while jockeying, but his sheer size slows down even the trickiest winger. Brass tacks. Should you spend two million on him? Maybe not, but then you wouldn't have him in but then you wouldn't have in your team a defender named Paolo. He's mentored a few greats in real life, I think. Thank you for that review, Nishan. I would love to have Maldini. Um, and that only highlight that heightens that. Absolutely. I, I do love I do love seeing everyone converting the icons into reds. It's just mm. I think it's just touch of class. They, they don't look the best, but it just gives you that feeling of uh, I came across a red R9 in Champs this week and also came across a, a red hullet. And it was just like it was, it, it was a different feeling when you see that pop up after they score. It's just a completely different feeling. I know. I'm very <laughs> tempted to red Eto, but I'm just I'm just holding off because, you know, I might use it at some point. Um, so that is uh, player review for Paolo Modini. Thank you very much, Nishant. Um, Shaq, who is your player in review for the week? My player in review for this particular week is uh, Graham Hansen from Barcelona, the Norwegian uh, right winger. And when I packed the card, I was, I was completely... I was so overjoyed that I finally got a card that I really wanted to try because I've used her in draft and I used the gold version in draft and it was really good. And this particular version has a finesse plus playstyle. I thought, oh, that's interesting. One of the key features of this particular card that I found is that she's one of the cards, even though she has a finesse plus playstyle, you don't necessarily have to use it. You can just shoot normally, play like you're playing any of the past versions of FIFA and just shoot. And the ball goes in. She's got a wicked shot in her. She's got amazing skill moves. She's got five-star uh, skill moves, four-star weak foot. But her, if for all intents and purposes, her left foot is equally as good as her right foot. And she just rockets those shots in. I'm having a lot of fun with her. I'm trying to skill as much as I can. The only disadvantage of this card is she's the opposite of John O'Shea, where she can play multiple positions in the attacking front, and she's good at all of them. So it's really hard to know where to place her to get the best out of her. And she's good at passing as well. So I'm struggling to find the right fit for her because she's shining everywhere, and I really want to get – I just want to get the ball through to her and just get as many goals as possible. But, yeah, look, if you can get even the goal card, forget the finesse plus. Even if you can get the goal card in your squad, you pack it, just get her into your squad. She's just phenomenal. I've got to say, I never expected a John O'Shea and Hansen comparison uh, on today's <laughs> show, but that is why we do what we do because you know it's full of surprises, and I absolutely love it. Um, I noticed a lot of people were using her on the FC Pro Live uh, Group B uh, contest last night, and Shaq, it, it's worth just very quickly talking a little bit about this because I was really skeptical about this whole promo, this whole idea, but I think what John said in the conversation they had on the show with Michael a few weeks ago rang true because what it's done is it's actually making you interested in these pros. And I think for the long-term growth of the eSport, this is a good thing. I found myself actually watching games last night. And yes, it was 
a lot because I had something riding on it, but I would not have even given it a second thought if I was just there to, to get the packs. And I thought there was actually some really good Group B games last night. Um, on a personal basis, as someone that did the Vanden Boomen SBC, I absolutely <laughs> loved the PH Zin managed to get uh, to 10 points. So I'm looking forward to the double upgrade and playstyles boost on him. On the other side of the coin, I know a lot of people took a, uh, took a bath on some of these other cards, didn't they, Shaq? Oh, definitely. I think some of the cards that we were shouting out last week, Karamo being one of them and Thorvan being the other one. Thorvan's uh, pro player actually won and he's he's done pretty well. But Karamoa, oh my God, the, the drop in Karamoa from where he was. In fact, he went from like 35K to 75K and then he just dropped straight after the pro lost. It just dropped to 25K. I know a lot of people that got burned buying it at 50 odd K and I know a lot of people that made a lot of money by selling in the hype as well. <laughs> but it's really tricky because Karamoa is a really tricky one because I think every single Tom, Dick and Harry just expected the pro to win that. Everyone expected the pro to win. And a lot of pro traders were going out and saying, ah, oh, this one you could probably hold on and see what happens. Well, we saw what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's Matthias Bonono is who was his uh, his pro, and unfortunately, he lost all four games on the night. Um, teammate of Tex as well, which is why a lot of people, I think, he done really well in the qualifying as well to get there. But um, the car's not completely dead; they'll come back in, I think, three or four weeks, and again, he can still get a few points. They've reversed fixtures; they kind of do it a home and away style. So you know that card still could get a plus two and some upgrades as well. So. Not completely over for it, but of course, by the time that happens, you know, team of the year will be right here and yeah, a lot less glamorous. But, you know, GG's, if you did get one of the cards that did get upgraded, I know Willian picked up uh, a plus one and a play style boost as well. Uh, but yeah, Vanden Boomen is now going to have to try and figure out once I see those upgrades, which we expect to come on Wednesday. And I should say, by the way, that we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. I know this show probably won't be out till Wednesday due to some editing um, complications, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the boost that those cards get as well. Um, before we have our formation review, which comes courtesy of the big boss man, John himself, just time to quickly dig into the mailbag. Adam has sent in his thoughts again. If you follow, uh, if you go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash photo interview and sign up at any tier, you do get uh, Discord access. And of course, if you sign up to support tier and above, you get access to the trading show. And me and Shaq are planning to do one of those on Thursday. Anyway, Adam has submitted a question. He said, do you guys think they'll ever fix the rival slash friendlies matchmaking situation? It's utterly awful for everyone. Like how are friendlies the most game limited competitive mode we had? Um, and uh, he says, I know they aren't fixing mid-game, and I'm sure we all agree. It's awful how rivals dictates how tough your friendlies will be. And from playing friendlies in champs last couple of days, my friendly matches are tough, are as tough as plus 11 ELO in champs. And only in Division 3. I reckon it puts off so many playing in the cups, which used to be so fun. Shaq, take it away. Uh, as I was just telling you, I'm, I'm in Div 5, and I just played the cup just for, before I jumped in to record this podcast. And it's... It's a sweat fest out there. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry is trying to do the best that they can, trying to do with, um, all the skill moves possible. They're trying to get oh, all the ratty moves in, and it's in Div 5 in a friendly. That means nothing. It's. It, I just wish the matchmaking was a bit looser than it, than it currently is because it's just getting impossible to play any game mode. And I was telling you why I play friendlies. I play friendlies because I've got the seven wins in rivals. Um, I don't want to do the qualifying yet because I just want to get into a rhythm of playing well. Where else can I play that actually I can get something for playing? And that's friendlies. That's it. 
and friendlies are it, the thing is friendlies are really um it's it's sweat fest after sweat fest it's, there's no easy games even in friendlies and that's the part i think that we've spoken about this where it gets it get mentally taxing after a certain point absolutely um I can't agree more. I can't add anything. I think we've had this discussion around game modes and skill-based matchmaking before. It just needs to stop. I don't know why they changed it. I know the argument is is that it helps people, but at least make it looser. Make it elite through div four, five through nine, or something like that. Just give some sort of respite, or just make it form-based matchmaking would be even better. So if you've lost four cup games in a row, you're going to get easier opponents. If you've won four in a row, you're going to have a bit more competition. Just balance it out that way. We don't need it. I've still got recurring nightmares from doing the World Cup icon swaps last year. And I think that permanently put me off friendlies for good. So hope they change it. They should do. But I mean, there's obviously a reason they're not. So we'll uh, remains to be seen. Um, let's finish off the show then with formation review. And again, this one comes from the big boss man, John himself. He's putting out three separate custom tactics for our patrons over the course of the month. The first of which is called the controlled aggression of 4-3-1-2. And he says that this is a formation for anyone that wants to score goals. Don't worry about conceding because you'll have plenty of options to score. Not using the 71 plus depth, hence why we call it controlled. It's good for players with high dribbling. There's nice CMs nobody uses like Perlo, Silva, Kevin De Bruyne. It does require a backline with exceptional passing, but it's the last time somebody has told you that you can't use the midfield in this game. So if you do want to use that midfield and you're sick of having to go down the line all the time, that 4-3-1-2 might just be for you and again it is available of course for all our patreon subscribers and i know you've been using different variants of the 4312 as well shack can you kind of see where that formation does lend itself to to through the middle play definitely i've currently been using fc bridges 4312 and i absolutely really love it because it brings me back to the old fifas of of, of old where we could actually play through the middle we could do a lot of tiki taka passing we could actually do some long balls on the on the wings and i'm really looking forward to trying our very own boss man's 4312 as well so yeah i'm i'm all for 4312 i'm really hoping that i stick to this one and enjoy it absolutely and i think on that note i think that just about wraps up the show shack anything else for you to bring up Oh, no, I think that's pretty much it. I think the last thing, I'm, I've spoken about this, but one of the things that I really want to bring up as well is with the, with the fact of the, the market and all the things that have been happening, live cards is probably where it's at. So we've done, we've looked at um, the, the Division A, Division B, Division C, like Group C is coming up rather in, in, on next Monday. Just have a look at some of those cards in there. That's interesting. We'll, more of this will be discussed on our trading show, but yeah, just have a look at some of those cards in there. Very interesting. That's a great teaser you put out there, Shaq. Selling it. That's what I like. That's what I like. You're learning. You're learning. Um, look, thank you to everyone who continues to support the show. Look, we, we do talk about the Patreon a lot, but we obviously realize that it's, you know, it's Christmas. There's lots of financial demands. We realize that people can't support us financially. But the amount of love that people are showing us on our socials, uh, the five-star reviews that you're leaving for free are on Apple Music and Spotify and things like that, and comments on YouTube, they're all so greatly appreciated. We do this because... You know, we love to do it and we like to hopefully, you know, brighten up your commute or your evening watching or however you digest this show. Thank you very much. We will be back over the weekend. Again, apologies for the slight delay. Um, we are a very small operation. Um, so sometimes just things get in the way. Um, but, you know, if, if those million dollar Patreon donations come in, you know, we'll go full time and build ourselves a, a, a foot in review Superdome. So, uh, you know, Elon, if you're listening, you know, you want to do Hell it. Yeah. Um, yes or any any billionaires may apply we do not we do not uh, discriminate against 
um that does wrap up the show as mentioned it'll be back over the weekend we'll have a new promo to discuss team of the year just around the corner as well Shaq will be back with the training show as mentioned this week for our Patreon subscribers but until then just one thing left to do Shaq drop it we are going to drop it drop it you. Thank you.